Well, it's a dynamic duo, we'll be back again. Nothing back with DJ, you better pack it in. You're lacking sense. Trying to tangle with us, scoop up a big black booties in the back of the bus to smack you. You're stealing your lunch, money to search. Ready to feel like just a touch. Only by the end of the day, that's understandable. What can I say? You got strong man to be. Mind, mind, I did have administration issues to get underway before we get underway. We haven't bought Bezoe's bottle of scotch yet, have we? No, but I think that what we should do is, uh, rather than buy him anything to drink, I think what what we should do is chip into his GoFundMe in order to try and buy the sons off Robert Sava. (laughs) He's got one, has he? He's only only $1.92 billion away. If we chip in in the cost of of the cheapest bottle of scotch in duty-free, I'm sure that'll help. Well, of course, he's not going to be there to uh, to fund the place. But I mean, you know, a year a year is a pretty you know pretty light thing. I mean, it's not like he fucked one of his coworkers or anything like that. Yeah, so. <sighs> the whole thing is it, it, it's been a banner fucking week for um, the NBA trying to hide news during the NFL's early season. So we've got the owner of the the Suns, Robert Sava, after having. Scathingly denied ever doing any, ever saying anything obnoxious or wrong or being sexist or racist. Was found to have been sexist and racist and horrific in the very independent investigation that he demanded to have to clear his name. And uh, with with all all these sponsors staying to vacate the premises and his his important players questioning him, he's decided that that this this is cancel culture and there's not enough of a sense of of forgiveness. And as a man of faith that he finds that really upsetting, uh, nobody around who's ever worked for him has ever seen any evidence that he's a man of faith. It's just some bullshit that he's rolled out in order to be a martyr. But he's going to sell the team, uh, which is lovely. And all we need to do is is find another um, $2,999,970. Uh, mm. And we should be okay to uh, to help with Bezos uh, GoFundMe to buy his team back and to stop it from being bought by some absolute thunder fuckwit like Jeff Bezos. And then, and then all we can do is if we own the Suns, we can then trade for Russell Westbrook. Yes. That would be perfect. That would be perfect. We'd trade for Russell, Russell Westbrook and all the other players he hates. Basically, if we could just get a team full of Russell Westbrooks, that would be perfect. Is there any, how many other t- is there any other, James Harden perhaps? Is he as much of a Harden hater as, as <sighs> I am? He just hates anybody who who, who, do, who performatively doesn't listen to a coach. I, Generally, I if, if, today the, the ESPN power rankings for the year, and they was like eleven to uh, to twenty, or I don't know. But at eleven, they have James Harden. Now I'm aware they do this sort of shit, so people get on the internet and go, "What the fuck are you guys talking about?" But really, what the fuck are those guys talking about? What are they ranking? What kind of power? Sort of I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Is it just in cubic meters of ass or? Yeah, I, I just I'm, I'm trying to find it now. See if I can uh, NBA rank. Yeah, blah 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 blah. blah. Um, it's it just maybe it was an old ranking as well. But they had, yeah, they had James Harden at fucking at eleven, and I'm just like that feels like a we we want to get some attention. It's, it's still a month and a half before the season starts. The well, other bit but, of news that the NBA would, would like to hide is well, it's actually the Celtics because the Celtics. Um, Made the made the finals last year on the back of a great coaching performance by Ime Adoka, their, their first year coach, uh, who they've just suspended for the year, yes. and he seems happy to be suspended for the year, and he's happy to go along with whatever whatever punishment is being doled out because it appears that 
uh, he entered into a, um, how was it phrased, an intimate and consensual relationship with a female co-worker who we can assume is was a, below him on the, the organisational um, totem chart. So there's a power imbalance there. But, you know, so people shouldn't do that sort of stuff, but people do. Uh, my marriage is proof of that. Um, for the record, I was the junior. Um, but... The problem appears to be, as the reporting is developed, uh, developed that um, the relationship ended and old mate wasn't so cool with that and he was not a good dude at all and th- there may have been harassment and there may have been issues and uh, that's the reason why they are g- giving him the big sit-down for the year, not because of the relationship in the first place. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. A, a year seems, when you when you think that you, know, you, you have... Saba being put out for a year for everything. and It seems a lot, but it makes you wonder how bad it must have been. And are they trying to head off the prospect of some sort of lawsuit from whoever this person is? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, Saba uh, getting a year is a joke. He, he yeah. should have his team taken off him. The problem is that what he'll do is, is like uh, old mate Sterling, uh, he'll get Comfortably reimbursed for the for the discomfort and feelings hurt of having his team taken off him. Yeah, I mean, the, to quote a, a, one of the late great movies from the eighties, um, but 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 your black yeah might have something to do with it. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, no, I'm sure all of the you know with the long precedence of all of the white coaches who've, who've banged their their junior staff. Uh, and being fired for it. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just list them all. Um, um, uh, ooh. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, uh, I'll have to get back to you on that one. Yeah. Meantime, I found the list. So, do you want to know <laughs> if James Harden, uh, James Harden at 11? Do you want to know who's below James Harden at, at, on this list? So, at 12, we have Kawhi Leonard, 13, Carl Anthony Towns, 14, Dame Lillard. 15, Paul George, 16, Trey Young, 17, Jimmy Butler. What are we ranking here? Well, this is the NBA's, the ESPN's NBA rank, apparently. They do this every year and have given- Oh, like a- okay. Just the player rank. And this is just yeah. like voted on by all their, or well, some no. of their- um, there's, I know Zach Lowe doesn't vote on it because um, he just he gets, he gets sick of getting sent all the emails, essentially. Uh, it's, I don't- know who thinks James Harden has anything left in the tank, but... Well, uh, even to think that Jimmy Butler is as low as that, like as 17, like he's yeah. good. He has like, dragged teams to finals before. Yes, and almost, you know, single-handedly, you know, got the heat pretty much over the line by himself. James Harden needs to be dragged out of finals on some sort of stretcher every time he yeah. plays in them. That's right, yes, but that's... A, that's well, that's right, he's never played in the finals. That's right. That's for another podcast, though. I was listening back, uh, and some may call it masochism, some may call it beast market research, but I was listening back to uh, episode 300 uh, actually just yesterday to see where it all went tragically wrong. That's our um, That was our NBA preview of last year, wasn't it? I was kind of hoping that it might be sort of line up and be episode 350 again this year, but it's not even going to be close, I don't think. Cause, well, uh, I, I, that's probably got more to do with me than anybody else. I've, I've had a uh, an interesting week, but we'll, we might talk about that offline. <laughs> interesting week. Interesting two months. Uh, we will still be there in spirit or spirits, as it is the case for uh, Bezo. Strong West Coast IPA. But it, it did go very badly last year. Um, I, I was described, I did described as uh, 
uh, the, the world's worst basketball tipper. And it didn't go wrong in a few places. It mainly went wrong in one, but I think we know of that of that name that shall never be spoken well, again. Well, I'd say never put your faith in the, in the Lakers, but you didn't. You just well, kind of backed no, into doing that. Yeah, I sort of did it and said, fuck these guys. You put, pick I think you, you put your faith in us to pick the Lakers, and we had no fucking intention of doing that. Uh, yeah, no, and, and I said, I said, I, this is going to go very badly, but I'm going to do it anyway, which just goes to prove that uh, if you, you know, don't pick the Lakers, and um, we'll see how well that goes in a couple of weeks. Um, probably not very well. well. M- maybe you picked them at ten or something. That might be, might be the best. That might even, well, that was still optimistic last year. Well, I think they run twelfth last year. Pretty much, yeah. I, I, I <sighs> faded out completely. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to sort of see where, where we had some of those teams that really. Performed though, but anyway, I guess this is this is talk for another podcast. Yeah, well, I we're think a ben little Simmons way away from. A, yeah, Ben Simmons had a bit of a yak today. About yes, he was on the JJ Reddick's podcast, so they seem to be. He seems to be one of the one of the guys from uh, his Philadelphia time that he's still friends with. Um, I feel like he came across reasonably well. You yeah, know, I think I, it was I, an I, extremely I, gentle reintroduction mm. to the spotlight, but um, yeah, he, he gave a reasonably reasonably good account of himself. Yeah, I look, I, and I, I, I kind of don't want him. I don't think he's going to come out and be like, you know, MVP candidate or even maybe All Star guy. Although maybe I don't know, but I kind of just want him to be okay. Do you know what I mean? Like if he if yeah. he averages fifteen, eight, and six or something like that for the year, which is about where he's been. If I he averages three, ten, and ten, that's probably more yes. realistic. He, that's yeah. what he's. That's who he's. And the thing is that he's never going to be an MVP on a roster that has KD and Kyrie uh-huh. in whatever format they're in. But it's he doesn't have to do much, and I think that's kind of the that's the that's, best yeah. possible result for him. That's right. And if he is a you know a defensive sort of you know you know genius at, you know, at the rim or something for them, that's probably what they need more than actually Kyrie turning up for the entire season because Durant yeah. will get them a lot of the way anyway. I think he, I don't know, he just looked tired. and I, I mean, who knows what sort of Durant turns up as well, given all I that. I think they're all tired. I think they're all just worn out. And I think there's a lot of that. This kind of the, the last couple of years have just worn people out. Yeah, I think there's, it's going to be a really interesting year this year, just sort of looking around and sort of seeing yeah. who's moved and all that sort of stuff. It's kind of... I think after so many years of there being like, well, it's going to be, you know, for a while there it was, it's going to be the Spurs and then it's going to be the Heat and then it's going to be the Lakers. And like, there's so many teams now that can kind yeah. of just put their hand up and go, you know, we're actually going to win this thing. Um, you know, who, 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 who spotted the Warriors coming, you know, coming through yeah, and me. doing that? Well, you're puff, yeah, but you, you even admitted they were just a bit of a, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to do this to have fun pick. You still pick Never in doubt. Still picked him at six, um, but you know, never like, in doubt. Boston were what eighteen and twenty-one at one stage, and he was just well. They were going to fire Udoka for basketball reasons yeah, halfway through right. the season. It's like, but they were shit. Like they were genuinely awful. Like, I wonder you know, if that's about when he, he hooked up with whoever that person was and things well, started going God, better yeah, for him personally. Glory, that's right. You know, yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll have some fun this season. Yeah, who knows? Maybe start putting maybe, in that work at work. Maybe he was inspired. You never know. Like it's, it's, I don't know. But yeah, I mean that, that Boston run was pretty out there. But even you know teams like you know the Grizz and all that sort of stuff who yeah. had no right, and the, even the Timber Puppies who, you know they they didn't um, disgrace themselves. And they've put it. They've pushed a huge pile of chips into the middle of the table for the, for this year. There's quite a few teams that have done that. And yeah, it's, it's, uh, I mean. 
the minute he returns. Theirs is a big Carl Anthony Towns bet, and you just want him to just hope, like you know, come on, mate, let's let's finally do it. You know, it's, mm. you know this is this is the time. If it's not going to happen this year, it's never going to happen. That's probably fairly true. But narrator, it was never going to happen. Yeah, that was never going to happen. That's right. Yeah, but at least he might get some help. You know, like who knows? It's yeah, it's it's an int- but it's an interesting season in that those those some of those teams that. You know, you might have, you know, and even the small market teams you thought were going to do well, like Utah, are obviously fucking gone. Like, yeah, they've been such a presence in the top end of the West for such a, a you know, a while now. And yeah, they're just yeah. not going to be anywhere there at all. And so, who's going to take that spot? You know, who? Um, as my phone goes off in the background. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, is Danny Age calling now to see if you want to trade him a bag of picks for an old shoe that he found at the back well, of the I don't want, When I played the one once uh, tournament of basketball I've ever played in my life, which was B-grade Jacaranda basketball at the Grafton Indoor Sports Stadium, um, I did play a role for that team and I thought I, I think I performed it okay. And then I got elbowed in the head in the first time I went to contest the ball because I naively thought that basketball was a non-contact sport. But, uh, you know, isn't that the idea of all the fouls and shit? Um, apparently not. But anyway, I was mistaken and I got hurt and I proved to myself that I can't play basketball because everybody well, looks... N- not with it, not with it. In need of a HIA, you can't. Well, it was just kind of, you know, box... You know, my instructions were, we need you to box out and grab rebounds. So... Boxing out, I thought was. Well, they didn't know, think you you had the touch to be to be outside shooting. Or? Well, I, funnily enough, I actually said to her because a mate of mine at work was quite a good basketball, about five foot three, but could real could shoot a good three ball. Um, I said to him, "What happens if I get the ball you know, in a place to shoot?" And he said, "Don't." And I said, well, "What happens if I'm right in front of the basket?" And he said, "You know, should I shoot?" And he said, "Don't." And this actually was proven, I think, in the second game where I came in, and I had a shot from. Oh, probably the protect. Is it called the protected area? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Like the inside there? The restricted I was, area. The restricted area. That's it. I was standing there with the ball and I shot it and it hit the back and missed. But I jumped up and grabbed the rebound and shot it again and I missed. And I jumped up and shot it again and it hit the backboard and I missed. Oh, and my, no. That, that, there was my, a notorious Knicks playoff moment like that in the in the 90s where a dude looks like on the buzzer had like four attempts to, to, to put it in from literally standing on the rim and just fucked it every time. Well, my, my stat sheet for that little bit showed uh, my shooting was uh, one from five because I did eventually get it in with four offensive rebounds. As I say, you, you you're getting you're getting lots of boards. This is just this is just a way of you racking up extra extra fucking. I came, um, I came off. They, they roast me and I said, "I got the shot, didn't they?" They went, "Don't ever do that again." And I went, "Okay." <laughs> so they said, "What do we say to do?" In the end, we actually ended up winning a lot of games because I would just set this absolute Andrew Bogut style screen. Yeah, top of, top of the key screen. Just give it to my mate who could shoot the three. He would stand behind me. Um, and just shoot three balls all day. He did say for a while that he couldn't actually see the basket, which was a little bit of a problem. But once he figured that out, yeah, he, it's he not, shot. It's like not your fault that he's a short ass. No, that's what I said to him too. I said, just fucking grow. That's right. But anyway, that was my short. Bring a step ladder. When my when most people look at me and go, oh, you must have been a good basketball player. I say, no, I was a volleyball player. And that was my no. much better at that game because I just got to hit shit in that game as opposed to shoot the ball. No, I was a pro wrestler and I'm now going to prove it by smashing a chair over your fucking head. <laughs> That's right. Uh, what else did I see? Oh, speaking of, of uh, and of course, just proving that the AFL has to try to stay relevant with uh, 
crisis in in their own sport. There's a fairly ugly thing going on. And I was going to say it's it was a good news week for the AFL, and then it really, really was. Yes, and lots of big allegedly in that one, but you you sort of go well. It's just you know, it smells like a duck and it talks like a duck. There's obviously yeah. some duck hanging around. So the backstory to the, for this for international listeners is, is basically a series of allegations from um, indigenous players about the way they were treated. Uh, while playing for the Hawthorne Football Club under Alex, Alistair Clarkson uh, with allegations that these young prospects were somewhere between encouraged, bullied and forced to break off contact with the people at home and end relationships and encourage partners to have terminations of pregnancies and things of that nature. It's kind of almost stolen generations kind of shit, but, you know, happening in the in the 2010s and 2020s. In the pursuit of um, a team with poos and wheeze on its jersey to, to win football tournaments. So, you know, that and, certainly and what, seems justifiable. And what scares me is that that's probably not the worst shit that went on to a lot of those players as well. No. Like, I kind of feel like that that's you, – you look at some of the people, like Surioli started all this, but, you know, Adam Goods and um, – yeah. The other guy have all just gone. Yeah, doesn't surprise us at all. Like this was you know, win, uh... every every other t- every other club in the in the um in the, th- the thing is going. Thank fuck, it wasn't us. Like, but, but I think I mean, Hawthorne is. I mean, apart from the whole Jeff Kennett over the whole thing, Jeff, Jeff, Hawthorne is not a club that's had a reputation as being particularly badly run. Or and they and they actually like they authored the report. They 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 wanted the report and got it and went. Yeah. Holy shit. Holy yeah. shit! Gave it to the so AFL. So just an average middle of the road fucking AFL team have have these skeletons in their closet. Do you think of what? What are the Collingwoods? You know, with that. You well, know, I mean, at with the time that- though, Hawthorne were like four premierships in five years. Kind yeah. of, it was a golden time for them. Like it was. They were the they people were- you'd hold up as being the. But I was just thinking in terms of that. Yeah, oh, um, yeah. Collingwood. Um, um, Lamumba was that, just, that his name? The fellow yeah, who, yeah. Yeah. who they were. You know, he tried was, to toss himself off a bridge. The guy from North Melbourne, I think, was was he? Another one. Oh, like, I'm thinking of the the one. I might be thinking yeah, of the Richmond one. Yeah, that's right. They're, I mean, it's it's everywhere. You know, the guys Fuck at West Coast in Adelaide. They're apart know, from the Swans because of their no dickhead policy. Fuck yeah. off! I'm sure that'll I'm, I'm sure that'll fall oh, yeah. at some stage. Yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. Yeah. And the problem is, a lot of this is sort of seen in the in the light of you know, look at AFL, what a shit sport. You know, rugby league would never do that. I'm sure. I mean, the thing is, the player profile of of rugby league is much more Pacifica. I mean, seventy percent of the um of the player pool in the NRL is is Maori and Pacific Islands descendant, if you like. So it's it's a different group of cultural challenges there, but it it doesn't sort of you don't have these situations where you're you're essentially grabbing kids from, you know, remote bush communities in Australia and taking them away from their people and trying to turn them into football players. But you're kind of doing that with the islands to a certain extent. Although a lot of these kids um, in the NRL are actually from, you know, the, the diaspora, you know, the, the diaspora, diaspora. I think I pronounced, pronounced diaspora like an Italian word. Um, <laughs> which is <laughs> Diaspora. <laughs> Sounds like some sort of cleaning thing to kill fungus. Use diaspora on your testicle. Um, anyway, the point I was making was that the NRL can't just pat itself no. on the back and say, "Look, we're not the AFL. We're fucking awesome." No, they're they're all as bad as each other and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, but, but the that- NRL has a different series of of challenges because of the, its player base. The challenges it it produces are issues like your rugby league club had with the time uh, it tried to make its players wear a pride jersey and. 
uh, it's, it should have um, sacked a lot of them. It should have sacked a lot of them. Honestly, just going if you if you get told to wear a uniform and you and you you just say I'm not turning up to work today, say you've got one more chance or fuck off, and that's what they should have said. Yeah, because you know, but, like, yeah, possibly, but people have got freedom of religious expression. This is this is what makes it really tough. Yeah, but the, how where does it? I mean, they're working on the fucking Sabbath and they're. You know, yeah, I know. I know. And they're, and they're, they've got they're covered in tattoos. You know, yeah. so much for your dedication and all that kind of stuff. Mind you, as I said, it's all our fault because we sent the the whitey sent the missionaries over there to to indoctrinate them with all this sort of crap. Anyway. Yeah, it all it all comes down to being England's fault, which is yeah. And and um, now we have a public. We, now you you've just had a public holiday, and now we're going to have a public holiday to celebrate. Or well, what are we supposed to do Monday? on this fucking day off? Well, I worked, but you know she's um, already dead. She's already in the bucket. She's already boxed. I, so I reckon some some of them were actually looking to make sure that dude ran up to the thing. But uh, well, yeah. did you hear the um? Was it the? I don't recall whether it was the Celtic fans in Scotland or whether it was Irish yes. football fans. No, it was Irish football. Fans, the, yeah. Was was singing na 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 na. Lizzie's in the box, in the box, which is. <laughs> Dreadful. But props for the song choice. I mean, yes, got anything. That's that's gold. Like you know, maybe you're going home in the back of a little box or something like that. Yeah, you know. I I remember now. What Celtic did was that they were forced because every every match in Britain was was obliged to have like a minute. um, They knew it couldn't be a minute silence for a Celtic (laughs) game, but they made them have a minute applause. So Uh, they had to get up and applaud. So all the Celtics fans started saying, if you hate the royal family and you know it, clap your hands. <laughs> Sensational. So um, lots of people were not having the, the forced fucking uh, morning shit. In in the meantime, uh, the ESPN website has clicked me over onto a wonderful bit of news and, and just to talk about a minor Australian basketball tournament um, that's being played at the moment called NBL Blitz. Oh, that's, and- the, that's basically the NBL preseason. Yeah, um, and- but there's a guy standing at the back uh, who kind of looks out of place, and they said he's actually playing like he's very out of place, but playing very, very well. And he is one Mr. Aaron Baines. Who yes, is of the Brisbane the Bullets. And destroying worlds, apparently, yep. from there, and basically yelling at his own teammates just to get out of the fucking way because yeah. he wants to be the one that absolutely destroys some bloke coming to the rim. Yes. Um, some 5.7 <laughs> guy, Australian white guy comes, and I don't realise that Aaron Baines is a very white guy, but yes, you know, yeah. he's yeah, when he's standing under the rim, he may as well be a fucking mountain. Yeah, he's, he, basically he's just treating this as, as pre-season for when he gets picked up at the NBA trade deadline and goes off to, to you know get his job back, essentially. Cleveland or somewhere like that. Yeah. yeah. It's good on him. I mean, that's, that's a guy that had you – know, that's been bad. Oh, he, that, he, he does, I mean, Brian Windhorst wrote a tremendous story about about what he went through, but it was, you know, it was really, really fucking scary. And and essentially, it was one of those kind of second concussion straight after the first situations mm. where it, it it's really fucking scary. Yeah, no, um, not good at all. So good on you, good was, on you, Aaron Baines. We like. We like uh, big Aussie blokes. Well, we used to like lots of big Aussie blokes who lumber in the paint, but they don't was, seem to. Be, the last one didn't end up so good. I was going to uh, say, yeah, big, big Aussie blokes who are from Gisborne on the east coast of New Zealand. Yeah, although he doesn't like it when you bring that up. He's kind of the reverse of Kyrie Irving. If you bring up to Kyrie that he's from Melbourne, he's like fuck off. Um, but if you bring up the, up the hood, bro, and if you if you bring up from you bring up to Aaron Baines that he's not Australian, he'll tell you to fuck off. Yes. Um, Speaking of guys, I did read a story today. Having not having you guys, you've told the fuck off. Yes. Yeah. No, not having much of a fun time. Um, John Wall hasn't obviously has been fairly 
bad, but damn, that article. Yeah, I out. saw that Plat Players Tribune thing today, yeah. and I was like, wow, man, that's that's fucking. I'd, I'd really, you know, I had, a, I had a moment after that. It was, it was because you think he's kind of become a punchline in the last couple of years because he yeah. he hasn't played much and all that sort of stuff. But you think, well, when you, you know, even at this stage, he's better than he was two years ago because two years ago he was like he was in a really really dark spot. Like I almost had his foot amputated and lost his mum and all sorts yeah. of stuff and basically openly talking about going, well, you know, yeah, and this is a guy I was like, he's on he's on max, you know, you gotta pay the max contract to sit yeah. down and shut the fuck up, basically. So you think, well, you know. But I guess if you you know, when you well, rip away or something that's you know, you know, it doesn't matter how much money you get paid, if if you take away some guy's entire world, then you know, they're just they're human and but but yeah. on that timeline, the t- when he was being sat down by Houston and not played, at least he w- that wasn't the point. He was at his lowest, so at least at least he kind of was on the path to better to to you know feeling better mm. at the point at which that stuff. Because if that had happened at the bottom of his yeah, his right. sort of uh, mental. And, and roller coaster and, that would have been that would have been horrible as well and maybe that's why he was being sat down because they recognized look this guy just needs some time to kind of get himself back together and that's kind of what ben simmons said about his time in philly was that yeah. he, you know they they tried to put him back in he just like look i'm not ready and they just went well fuck you you can go in and play yeah. ball anyway and he just we'll went, just talk oh, shit about you on the internet instead yeah like it's you know it's maybe it's one example of one side knowing what to do with a guy like that and another side completely screwing the pooch so but yeah, I thought that was a bit, uh, bit shit. In other, in other basketball news, yay Lauren Jackson. I know we lost, but far out. Like that's- nobody born in the seventies should be playing professional basketball. <laughs> it's I'm just sorry. insane. Like it's actually just- no. She must. She must be early eighties. She's 41, 41. Yeah, so just, 41. Yeah, just. But even still, like she's an honourable mention in there. Um, yeah. Especially for given how. Um, fucked up her body was like and i was actually listening to a podcast here in 1981 she is um with andrew johns today talking about medicinal cannabis and she was the reason why he got in because his body he had fused necks and backs he said pretty much everything in his body had been rehabilitated yeah i could imagine those old ex-players must be really struggling i actually saw a list of all the all the old ex-rugby league players have been diagnosed with cte and it's Uh, we're not not diagnosed with CTE because you can only do that post mortem. But Mario Fennec and Turvey Mortimer and Ray Price and Roy Simmons and all these people who have, have got all the symptoms of you know all the symptoms of CTE. And it just makes you think, fucking hell. Yeah, this is you know it's 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 not it's quite unquote not as bad as the NFL, but it's still incredibly grim. I guess the NFL is a is a sport pretty much designed to give you where you lead with the head, yeah. But it seems like you know, kind of just you know, it's more for their doggedness and yeah. you know they put their heads in. They don't even have to necessarily. Uh, also, because in the seventies and eighties, the head was a was a target. I just it's all the little. It was all the sub concussive hit. It's not necessarily just the big kind of uh, Spud Carroll v. Um, Chief Harrigan in the 97 grand final style. You know, try and take someone's fucking head off. It's not necessarily those big super. You know. Uh, Thermonuclear hits. It's all the little, the little ones. It's the cumulative subconcussive hits uh, that that do as much damage for for CTE. So, yeah, very but sad. Yeah. But good to see that. Like, and he said that you know it's changed his life. He he could barely move. He could barely walk. Now he's back at the gym every day. He surfs every day. He travels around. And he yeah. said he's you know back and you know and seeing her play again. Like he just says it's insane. Like to see how because she was broken, like absolutely broken, and. Yeah, I just realised that my thing's not recording. Is that going to make a difference? Uh, 
It's all right. It's, it's really like not that good an episode anyway. Who gives a shit? <laughs> it's this. It, well, the it's thing is, every other podcast has probably got a medicinal cannabis fucking ad- adver- advertisement, so we'd probably slot it in right here. Smoke mm. weed every day. It's just it's, it's a diesel song, apparently. It's right on the tip of your tongue. But, uh, but that's, that's acid. <laughs> I don't think they have medicinal LSD. They've tried medicinal LSD for various psychological issues, but uh, it hasn't really worked that well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so, is there any other sport going on? Am I allowed to talk? Roger Federer is retiring, which is very. Yeah. I think he played his last match tonight, and there, there, and Ash Barty retiring goes my entire reasons for watching tennis again because they made it look good, and everybody else sucks. Apart from Nadal's good, but he's just a fidgeting idiot. So, um, so he might uh, have, you might have ADHD or something. I'm sure he's got something the way he scratches and pokes. I mean, look, good yeah, on him. You know, you know, he just has uh, ill-fitting underpants like Valentino Rossi. I, I, he just has to keep I, readjusting. I like the, and I've just like enjoyed the fact that he is a, a guy at the top of a worldwide sport who has obviously made absolutely no effort to anglicise himself by learning you know, the English language well because he, <laughs> he speaks terrible English. And good on him because why should he learn, you know? He just, I think you – Tennis has a reputation of having the worst press conferences, full of oh. terrible I mean, tennis. I mean, that's one of the you know Naomi Osaka and Serena Williams have famously had diatribes about this. Just how obnoxious and punishing the the tennis journalist circuit, particularly the Europeans, are. Maybe this was his strategy all along to avoid getting questions from the English speaking tennis journalists. But sort of say, oh, yeah, my English is uh, is uh, sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. Uh, but it's uh, there might have been a strategy the whole time. Can I just say I'm, I'm overjoyed to see the Curious Kitty actually do some good shit because I just like the fact that he can just turn around and tell people, yeah, I am good. And yeah. if I feel like it, I'll be good. And if I don't feel like it, I'll be bad. And it's not, a, it's not your and fucking concern whether yeah, you're like, oh, he's wasting his talent. What's yeah. it to you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because he should be like he should be like the more like the person who was so pressured and so overwhelmed by what she had to do to get to the top of a sport that she retired at twenty four years old for the second yeah. time. Like that's how much that's how shit it is to be at the top of that game. So why do we wish it upon other people just for our own friggin' benefit? But that's I but that's when that's what when individual losing. sports <laughs> are avatars for ourselves for our own achievement. You know, we we get self worth from their achievement. It's, tennis is a lot like swimming in that respect. It's such a solitary. Yeah. Oh. Slog. It's a self-flagellatory punishment to be great and, at, at a sport like that. Swimming, especially for you know, for, and some of those sports. And I said to someone, I was looking, I was doing an athletics thing the other day. Actually, I was talking to someone. Their daughter was a high jumper, and you know, we we're currently the female uh, high jump world champion as an Australian. And I pointed out that she jumped two point oh two meters um, to win the world championships in two thousand and twenty two. And I think when she was 18 uh, in 2000 or maybe 98 or, or something like that, it was a long time ago anyway, she jumped a metre 96 to win the under-18 world title or something like that. And I said, imagine being in a sport where it took, you know, where, you know, to get to the top of your game, you gained six centimetres in 10 years or something like that. I just, it's, it's, it's insane. Like, I just, I don't know how you can kind of, how, how you can motivate yourself to, to such sort of, you know, how the, how the difference there's, between- There's glaciers that move 10 times faster than that. Yeah, that's 
much what's what I mean. I imagine like, I, over your entire, you know, you're from your first major success to your last major, your highest pinnacle, the difference in your jumping was, you know, what's 3%? Like, it's, yeah, I imagine know. jumping, I mean, jumping over a, over a bar is, is something that, you know, you're only going to be good at when you're at absolute physical physical mm. fakeness, peak physical condition. So I'm not surprised that, you know, you're going to be best at it when you're 18 years old and made of rubber. Yeah. I um, yeah. Anyway, and uh, to round off the, the list of banned sports, I'd just like to put on the record, <sighs> Cam Smith, fuck you. Why? Why? Yeah, I'm sick of seeing him on, um, on NRL 360. Yeah, <laughs> he was actually. Like, oh, the other him. one, the one who took the 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 bone saw money. Yeah, the one who's got the bone saws at the ready. And well, he took the bone saw the- money so that that he doesn't have to work, and his kids don't have to work, and his kids kids don't have to work, and his kids 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 don't have to work, and his kids 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 don't have to work. And I, I understand that, but it's bone saw money, motherfucker. It's not like these blokes are underpaid <laughs> in the PGA Tour. No, like, no, like this is all they're like, doing all right. Like when they make comparisons, they say, "Oh, it's like you know, it's like World Series cricket." I'm like, no. These guys were getting paid nothing, nothing. Yeah. They went to something. Although they- proportionally, it's probably similar because it's like a hundred oh. times more. But it's like a hundred times more yeah. of nothing. Is it- just- and, it- <laughs> and it's just and then like the President's Cup is on at the moment, which is you know the usual America international thing, which I usually really like because yeah. fuck the Americans. And there's usually a whole bunch of Australians you can go there. There are two Australians in yeah. the international team. I believe it's been decimated by all the live defections. Yeah, one of one of them, because most of them are bloody Australians that went there because they all want to go and play with, you know, suck up Greg Norman's asshole, which a lot of people have been there. Apparently, I, I was glad to see apparently. Got, he, he, is, he has had a really weird third act. There's oh, this I, whole thing where he's, he's flouncing around, you know, trying to get his dick on Instagram. He has gone super weird. He's a weird, weird man. I kind of feel like he's just were, sort of a golfing know, Trump, isn't he? Oh no, yeah. I mean, if he if he was in politics and the, can't be far away, he probably is Trump. Well, like he certainly, he certainly Trump is an ally, a friend. Oh, it's it's just I, and that and, and even the fact that you know when you see that you know you join something that Trump goes, yeah, I think this is a great thing. The Saudis are good blokes. Big red warning lights, you know, like just just just. Like Cam Smith could be the one of the best golfers the world's seen for the past 10, 20 years, and I feel like he's going to piss it all away in something that somewhere along the line something's going to go wrong. Something. No, I think what's going to happen is there'll be a less. The lesson from all of these kind of splits is that there's always a reunion down the track, whether it was Super League, whether it was Mm. World Series cricket, whether it was IndyCar. there's always kind of a thing. Now, one of the parties will be the winner. I suspect it's the party with all the money, um, and and everything will sort of go back yeah, the way it was. PGA Tour is not broke. They are like you know. You look at the purses on offer at some of these tournaments. I I forget. I remember reading it somewhere. What the minimum um, purse for a PGA Tour event is? Um, it, it, it's some. I think yeah. The average purse is twenty million dollars. Like now, like that's what yeah. they're bumping it up to. I think it was something like twelve or fourteen, or or, or something like, or fifteen million. That's what it was. I mean, <sighs> yeah, they, they, these guys they play a tournament every week, every week. So well, that's I mean, the problem. They don't want to play a tournament every week because it's too much work. Have, you don't have to. I play don't want to play this much golf. Uh, it gets in the way of me 
relaxing on the weekends and playing golf. It's like, wow. I just, anyway. it, it, it confirms everything that I thought. I always hated Phil Mickelson. I was never sure yes. why, but when he sort of led the charge out, I thought, of course it is. He's a piece Pat- of Patrick, shit. Patrick he's Reed just- is, is there and he's a you know, dickhead as well. And, Bryson DeChambeau, you kind of always thought was a bit of a dick yeah. and he went as well. But then when Cameron Smith went, I just went, dude, like you could you could be the best in the world at the top of this game for so long. And I realized that's $140 million is a lot of like, you know, I mean, there's no there's no basketball well, there's a few, I guess, but not many basketball players on more than $140 million for that, the amount that's- of time. You know, and that that's three years of a max contract in the NBA. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's a golf. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, golfers are Tories, so they're not going to worry about. They're not going to give too much of a fuck about the bone saw. They're not going to give too much of a fuck about the women who can't drive or the political dissidents rotting in cages or whatever. It's it's not their concern. You know, cricketers and golfers tend to be fairly right wing. They tend to be fairly self selfish people. And and they just you know, if you were that good at golf and you were that if that was your worldview, you know I can see why they would make that decision. Yeah, just it just just they're all cunts right. though. Yeah, it just doesn't feel right. It just really doesn't feel right at all. No, no, and, and it sucks to see you know. I, mean, I don't, I don't. Golf is not my sport. <laughs> really, <laughs> statements are the obvious. But <laughs> when your sport makes decisions to get into bed with these people, it's disappointing and upsetting, just like when Formula One went to the Saudi, uh, went and had a Grand Prix in Saudi. And this year when when they were having a Grand Prix in the Saudi and the Rebels blew up a fucking oil refinery <laughs> just down the road from the track and they all just went, oh, yeah, whatever. We're just going to keep going because we can't turn the money off. We'll confiscate your passport so you can't leave kind of shit. And it's like, wh- why are we doing fucking business with these people? Oh, that's right. They've got a huge pile of money and for some reason only having enough money isn't enough. We need to have a shitload of money. Dance, monkey. Pretty much. On that cheery note. Well, I was going to say, the only other bit of advice I have is that um, there needs to be a point at which the obsession with winning and the obsession with success at all costs uh, needs to be addressed because human nature is that we always try to win, is that we always try to, to achieve more and get more money and get more success. Um, but there, there's, there's a certain point at which people need to sort of say, is it worth doing going this far, taking this extra step, doing this in order to win. And I think that step is when you start using vibrating anal beads to win a chess game. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> no, I, th- I don't think it's allegedly. I think that was I think that was that was uh that was a matter of record that that um oh. that uh <laughs> They were getting they were getting buzzed in remotely. And and how how does how do you buzz in like Queen to B five over that Morse community? code? I guess. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I, I like an earpiece. Uh, the version of the story I heard was that the both of both um both of them were doing it. Oh no! Like both parties were actually doing oh, this, really? but it was like an arms race. <laughs> oh no! The other guy has been world champion for a long time. Yeah, like, I think I think that might have been slight, that might have been slightly um, yeah, uh, slightly mischievously posed. I just, oh, Beth, yeah. you wouldn't want to pick up signals from the local radio, uh, local taxi um, call out. Yeah, wait, uh, no, if- no, I didn't mean to move that one. <laughs> <laughs> Generally, no. 
Oh, no, it's, one of those, I did, I did, anyway. it's like one of those stories that just keeps coming out. I did see that some Australian footballer stuck his finger up some bloke's ass again um, recently, which I thought, you know, was a beautiful thing because um, that's the kind of story you think, well, that's a once-in-a-lifetime story, and then it happens again, and you go, mm, okay. No, it's, it's – it's, prostate cancer awareness is important. <laughs> I think that's, that's the message we'll, we'll leave our listeners on tonight. This was the Bulls podcast. I was Doc. He, he was Adam H. Friday. We didn't do an introduction to this. Should we do one now um, and click it back? Yeah, we'll do a Monty Python style stick to, stick to the opening credits at the end of the episode. Um, Ready? Uh, th- th- we were us, and um, – uh, Bezo might be back next week uh, if he's allowed back in the in the state of Queensland. In what sort of state is Queensland in? Where should it be? The state of Queensland is fucked, is it all? What if he's going to it up at Beenleigh? It's Beenleigh Heights, I think. Right. Well, got to get it right. Welcome to the Balls Podcast. And good night. Gary has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. Still doesn't know.